You're listening to the Pat and Stu Podcast. On September 13th through the 15th, make history. Join me, Glenn Beck, and attend the inaugural Covenant America Celebration held on the beautiful Ozark Ranch just outside of Branson, Missouri. I'll be keynoting the event on Saturday night, and the event will also include two days of the best Branson entertainment and other patriotic and inspiring speakers. Of course, Sunday is going to be reserved for worship services. The event is sponsored by the producer of the new movie, Red Wing. It'll emphasize the vital importance of the Declaration of Independence. Every signer of the Declaration of Independence, as well as the indispensable man, George Washington, adamantly affirmed the protection of divine providence. They pledged everything, their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. Covenant America will explore who America is and why Israel is more than just an ally. Learn how the grievances of the Declaration of Independence apply to us today. Tickets for this event are going fast. Order yours at covenantamerica.us. That's covenantamerica.us. Here we go for Patent Do. QBO Countdown. From the Glenn Beck Studio in Dallas. This is Pat and Stu. Only on the Blaze. Blaze. Welcome to the program. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven B E C K. I guess the story right now, because it's happening right now, is the baseball thing. Uh, A Rod is supposed to play tonight. Mm. Uh, his big return to the Yankees tonight. Although he's also expected to face a massive suspension. Now they're saying maybe it's not life, but maybe it's, what, 214 games, which would bring him, uh, knock him out of all the rest of this season and all of next season. But on the other side of that, he's still got $60 million coming to him. So not, you know, it's not the worst thing that's ever happened to anyone. (laughs) Uh, Now they're expecting uh, bands of about 13 people, I think is the number uh, right now. Some of the people mm-hmm. tossed around Nelson Cruz of the Texas Rangers, Detroit Tigers uh, shortstop Johnny Peralta, um, Cabrera from the Padres. I don't know. That's uh, uh, the main guy, really. They're talking about. I yeah. mean, Braun's already gone. He was the big. He was one of the big guys. A Rod looks like he's going to be gone for the longest suspension. And then uh, you know, Cruz and Peralta are pretty big deals as well. But it's not uh, the, the rest of them. It's aren't particularly as exciting. Um, uh, so we should find that out. I mean, we're, they said it was supposed to be announced like right now. So at some point soon, we should find out who the names are and what the numbers are. And that becomes, you know, yet another chapter in this. It's hard to keep focus on the actual sport anymore. Mm-hmm. And any of these things, I mean, we talked, we talked about baseball, uh, football earlier with Riley Cooper. And that, before that, it was Aaron Hernandez. It really dominates uh, these off the off the field, outside the lines type issues really dominate sports now. I mean, you watch Sports Center on ESPN, and it's store. I mean, if they get to a game, you're lucky anymore. It's Johnny Manziel is drinking at a party. Oh, he's uh, they're after him for another violation now. Huge. He's, he's Johnny Manziel signed an autograph and got a dollar <laughs> for it. Whoa! Who cares? Uh, who who cares? cares? Who Come cares? On. I mean, really? Who cares? First of all, I, I 
care very little about whatever <clears throat> Johnny Manziel does. I, I, he's I a Heisman follow, Trophy winner. Yeah, I still don't care. I don't, I mean, I don't follow any of his exploits. I, I don't. I don't care. Imagine how people feel when you talk Spoiled about BYU Brad. football. I just mean, real quick, if you want to say, <laughs> you, oh, you don't no, care about the Heisman Trophy. Totally, trophy. totally interested. <laughs> oh, really? In BYU football. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Look at the mail sometime. Look at your email. I check have, your inbox. Not, Seriously, filled with to BYU fans. Why again. don't you talk more about it? Uh, but, you know, he's a spoiled, rotten Brad. His dad owns, you know, Manzel Auto or whatever it is. And, I mean, oh. he's just a spoiled Why? little brat who's had whatever he wanted his whole life. And now he he still <laughs> thinks he can take whatever he wants. Well, first of all, he pretty much can, right? I mean, he... Yes. <laughs> well, He's no, he can't. Life. He's finding that out. Well, He's why? finding out that there are consequences to some of his stupid actions. You might win the Heisman, too. Well, we'll see. I mean, yes, he won the Heisman already, but will it affect him in the future? Uh, these new, these latest antics? Yeah, they pr- it latest, probably will. Which one? The, the signing the autograph? Are you really can, that concerned about that? God, I'm not concerned about it. I don't give a crap. Yeah. But I mean, uh, the NCAA me. will be concerned yeah, about it. Yeah. It. Oh, yeah. They'll, they'll, I mean, that's, it's prospective so NFL teams will be concerned about his character. They, you know, he, he, they auctioned a dinner with Johnny Manziel for $20,000. The school did that. Yet he can't get... 20 bucks for a freaking autograph? I know. It's, it's stupid. It's like the Ohio insane. State thing did last year with the players selling their jerseys. So what? And then one of them had, like, tattoos. Who was the one that had tattoos? Was that... Uh, was that, that was Ohio State. Was that, that was Ohio State, yeah. though, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Got Terrell was it Pryor. Pryor? Yeah, got uh, tattoos yeah. as a benefit for something. And, and you know... Come on. They, it's so ridiculous. And they were talking about this, uh, this idea of the Olympic model, mm-hmm. which was, let the guy... Don't pay him if you don't want to pay him. But Olympic Olympic athletes are called amateur as well. Let them make the money they want to make off the field. You don't have to pay them. And then you can keep it amateur or whatever you're trying to do. And let them go have freaking autograph signings so they can get some cash. Like, I'm sorry. I don't have any problem with that. I don't have any problem with that at all. This It's it's off topic, I guess, but it's just ridiculous. I don't know that. I mean, Mansell, he definitely seems like he... Because it's one thing to have these issues where you're at a party, you do something stupid, you get caught. Once you do it nine or ten times, like the eleventh time shouldn't occur. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I mean, but his dad—you said he was a um, he's a big spoiled, auto dealer, spoiled rotten brat. Though his dad yeah, seemed to come out really harsh against him. Well, I mean, saying like, "I think you know, I'm afraid he's drinking too much. I'm afraid he's drinking to keep the stress away. He's uh, I'm, I'm afraid I'm gonna get a call and find out he's in prison." Yeah, like, I heard that. I, I mean, that's a significant thing for a dad to say in this uh, situation, and it's certainly not it's a little late now. You know, he's maybe his, a, I mean, maybe his dad should have reined him in during he? his uh, teen years. Maybe he should have done that. Why are you so anti this guy? What's your, what's your deal? I'm not with that him? anti very this weird. guy. It's just I, sure he's a spoiled little brat. Why? I just why? Don't care. But, but why do you think I he's don't a spoiled? Care? Why do you think he's a? Because he's exhibiting all of the behavior of a spoiled, rotten brat. <laughs> I'm just I hate basing those it on what I see. Brats that have the Heisman Trophy and. Yeah, I, mean, I, I didn't say he didn't have a Heisman Trophy. He, I didn't say he's not talented. He is, but I, I'm just because what he's—he's. He's, I mean, to me, he hasn't done that much more than the typical idiot college student. Like he's it's his attitude. I mean, he's got a, a stupid attitude. He did do like, something. This is, he's been so put upon. What? What have you been? How have you been put upon? How have you? That's true. How do you have any stinking stress at all? Are you kidding me? You've got the stress of being the best football player in all of college football. Oh, yeah. I don't know who could handle that. Who the hell could handle that? It's just ridiculous. It's bogus. I don't buy into his 
his nonsense. It's interesting. I, it's, I, it's stupid. I mean, you seem to have followed it fairly, uh, maybe more closely than I have. But it, he, like, to me, it seems like I guess he he did have one legal issue back a, a while ago, didn't he? Maybe in in high school or something. But I mean, you can see a guy who was in high school one day. No one. He's not in the discussion at all for the Heisman Trophy at the beginning of the year. I mean, he's mm-hmm. not even in discussion about it. No one thinks he's going to win the Heisman. No one's even talking about him as a candidate. And he becomes the first player in the history of college football to win the Heisman Trophy as a freshman. Yeah. I mean, a one year out of high school, that is quite a transition. Now, that doesn't mean you have to handle it poorly. Many have handled it well. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I, don't, I, I just haven't been as negative on the guy. I don't, I don't know. know. The stress of that is too much for him? Come on. It's got to be crazy. You don't think that's a crazy life transition? To go from. Really. I mean, it's, you know, he gets ex- extra attention. Oh, no. Some of it you have to admit, though. Oh, no. Like, he wore a Tim Tebow jersey to a frat party. So what? Oh, yeah, that's stupid. Like, I mean, everything he does is in the papers. And that's why, of course, someone who's handling it well realizes when that starts occurring, you need to back it off. Like, this is mm-hmm. when you stop going to parties. You don't go to parties anymore. We talked exactly. about this the other day. You stop going. You stop going because you have something You have something that could potentially give you unlimited parties until the end of your life. So take a couple years, back off of it, make sure your football career is in order, and then at the end, when you retire at 35 years old, you have an unending party until you die. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's what you do. That you don't, you don't blow it now. So there is obviously some issues there. But, I mean, I guess that's off topic. The A-Rod thing is really the big story. Do we have anything that's come down yet? Any uh, any word? What's happening? Okay. They're now uh, delaying the announcement. Oh, my God. Till this when? afternoon. Oh. All Which right. is, uh, I mean, they've, they certainly haven't seen this one coming. I mean, they couldn't possibly release it on time. It's no. only been the only story in baseball for several months. Whatever happens, A-Rod has vowed to appeal, right? And... During the appeal, he's going to be allowed to play. Is the uh, that's the word we're receiving in advance that whatever happens today, even if they ban him through all of next year, so a total of 214 games, he'll continue to play. Like he'll be on the field tonight because he's going to immediately appeal unless he accepts a lesser punishment and and promises not to appeal. So I think Major League Baseball just wants an end to this. So in order to bring it to an end, they're willing to give him a a shorter sentence, like maybe just the rest of this year, part of next, instead of all of next year, if he just agrees not to appeal this thing. So we'll see if he agrees to do that. That's a really long appeal because if he fights it, and the longer that, that appeal of the process goes on, that could carry him, if he loses, into the 2015 season. So he could be done for the rest of this year, all of next year, and then part of 2015. What is he, 41 by then? 40 and a half? Something yeah, like that? something like that. He's 38 now? But he still has... Is that right? Yeah, I think so. So he still has three years left in that contract, I guess, after. Man. And that is... That's a nice contract, man. That is yeah, it a is. a nice contract. It is. And he's up to, what, 647 home runs, I think. And he needs to get to, to break the record... He's not getting there. Seven sixty. So he's like he's like a hundred and eleven off or a hundred and thirteen off the all time record, which is not impossible. 
He's had 50 home run seasons. Yeah. He's probably yeah, not going to have that again. again yeah. Yeah, without the juice, you, you could do you could do 40 for three years. I mean, when's the last time he had 40, though? Three it's years been a ago? while. Yeah, it's been a while. But he's played hurt. He's had suspensions like this. Or did he have a suspension? But he's been hurt. And yeah. uh, I don't know. If he just had, if he got back to A-Rod type numbers, which is tough when you're approaching 40. Yeah. Last time he hit 40 home runs, 2007. And it's been a while. Yeah. And he hit uh, 35 the next year, then 30, 30, 16, and 18. But he did hit 54 in 2007. 54? Yeah, 54 in 2007, 35 and 08, 30 and 09. That's tough. Seems like a lot less now, though, that we know that he's juiced the whole time. Yeah. You know, it's too bad. It's really tainted. I mean, at least to me, maybe not to others, but it's really tainted his numbers to me. Yeah, I mean, it has to. You know, as a guy who Mm -hmm. came out in 2007 said he never did it, and then in 2009 said he did. And he, but he, but he only he, did it back in 2002 and three, Right, of course. And then he stopped, and he has not done anything. He hadn't even done vitamins since then. Yeah. I didn't even drink whole milk. <laughs> He's intentionally I, I eating in an unhealthy fashion now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't even work out anymore. <laughs> I don't even I mean, wa- I don't even. I don't even keep my eyes open when I'm batting now. Okay? <laughs> it really is. It's this ridiculous turnaround. It is. It is. And, you know... And and it's weird because he's he's still doing it. He's only hitting eighteen home runs now. Yeah, he hit eighteen last year. That's bad. I mean, I could hit eighteen home runs. No, you couldn't. Oh, easy. That was like when Glenn easy. was doing those push up stories. You're like, I'd be I wouldn't even get to eighty push ups. Eighty in what a month? Oh, back in the day I could do eighty. I mean, please. Eighty's not that hard. Not when you're in shape. You know, back in high school, I could have easily done 80. 80 is a decent amount of push-ups for anybody. It's a, it's a good amount. It's not right. that many. Yeah, it's, it's not that many. I, could you, you think you, you could have do, to do that in, in athletics? I mean, Jeff, you had to do 80 push-ups in football. Yeah, I didn't do that. You didn't do that? No. no and Jeffy. how'd you get out of that? You played football just like I did. You didn't do 80 push-ups? Because the amount I did with the weight I have equals 80. (laughs) (laughs) I did one. That equals 80, okay? I'm done. All right. 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. So we'll keep an eye on this uh, A-Rod thing, except it's probably not coming down during the show. Is that the latest now? So, uh, you know, who knows? It's just going to be a long, drawn-out process. There's no getting around it. Seven two seven Beck. Uh, we were just kind of thinking about uh, reflecting on the career of a Rod, and it's sad because it's so tainted now. It's such a tainted career. Uh, I mean, nobody had a better reputation, I don't think, at least on field, than Alex Rodriguez. When everybody thought, okay, here's a clean player, and hopefully he'll break uh, Bond's record because he's he's not tainted with the Royd thing, and then he was tainted with. The Royd thing, and now he's as tainted, if not more tainted, than Barry Bonds. But his numbers are absolutely amazing over his career. He's a 300 lifetime hitter, 
Uh, he's got 647 home runs. And what's that uh, replacement stat now that yeah. everybody's in love with? Wins against replacement. Uh, yeah. War is the stat. It's, and how many games, like if they just gave you an average player instead of, I'll say Alex Rodriguez, mm-hmm. what's, the, what's the difference in total wins over his career? And he's 17th all time on that. Which, That's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, the only, you know, the only people that are recent, really, that are ahead of him, Barry Bonds is fourth all time. And Roger Clemens is eighth. Outside of that, there's really nobody, no contemporary that's really... Who's first on that list? Uh, you might you know him, uh, Babe Ruth. Is? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Babe is number yeah. one. Yeah, by a significant wow. margin. Wow. I mean, listen, wow. listen, number one, Babe Ruth. Number two, Cy Young. Okay. Oh that yeah. makes okay. sense. All right. Mm-hmm. Number three, Walter Johnson. Number four, Barry Bonds. Number five, Willie Mays. Number six, Jeez. Ty Cobb. Yeah. Hank yeah. Aaron. Guys you've heard of. Yeah. Roger Clemens. <laughs> Trish <laughs> Speaker. Mm-hmm. Honus Wagner. Honus Wagner. Stan Musial. You know, someone was saying, the other, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were talking about the Honus Wagner card. Yeah. It's a famous story. And they're like, I never would have heard of Honus Wagner if it wasn't for that card. Like, people forget <laughs> how good Honus Wagner was. Oh, he was awesome. Oh, my God. He's one of the greatest players of all time, obviously. Uh, Stan, Stan Musial, 11th. Uh, Rogers Hornsby. Eddie Collins. Ted Williams. Pete Alexander. And uh, Kid Nichols, 16th. And so, then there you go. A-Rod. A-Rod. And then ahead of Lou Gehrig. Ricky Henderson, Tom Seaver, Mickey Mantle, the four people behind him. Jeez. And the only active player yep. anywhere near that list. Yeah. The next uh, active player, Albert Pujols, is 40th. 40th. All time. And, and Pujols is phenomenal as well. Jeter, 86th. Manny Ramirez, 104th. Adrian Beltre, 107th. That's actually higher than, uh, pretty good for him. Carlos Beltran, 122nd. Roy Halladay, 136th. But, I mean, no one really close. Pretty amazing. And yet, you know, the perception of A-Rod is he's not that that good. He's not worth worth every penny they've paid him. What are you kidding me? I mean, I guess they've only won one world championship with the Yankees, and that pisses off Yankee fans. But, I mean, when you talk about regular season, I'm not sure there's anybody better than A-Rod over the last 50 years. Maybe Willie Mays. I don't know. It's it's pretty tough. He's pretty good. <laughs> He's pretty good. And but it's again all tainted now because of roids. Unfortunate. And uh yeah, it's very true. Glenn Beck, by the way, mm-hmm. uh not on steroids. Uh, <laughs> I think that's pretty clear. Yeah. He is does no performance enhancing drugs. No. In fact he does uh por- performance reversing drugs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. His his performance actually decreases by the drugs mm-hmm. that he takes. Uh, but he, uh, there's a big write-up about the, the show and the uh, network in Politico. Did you see this? Did you see this in the paper? Did you read about that? You see yeah. the Politico today? Kevin, did you read about that? You yeah. see that? The, he- the headline is, Glenn Beck's empire, not influence, grows. <laughs> and it kind of goes into this thing where, uh, you know, I actually, a lot of people were bashing the article. Newsbusters did a really good piece on it. Um, they were very negative on the article. Uh, but they, what they wrote about the show and what we're doing here was was great and they talk they talk about how uh the blaze is now reversing the trend of the new york times who is shedding readers like crazy uh and we're going the other direction and according to this i have no idea how accurate this is uh the blaze is now the 185th uh largest website uh, in the united states now that includes like 
Amazon, and Yahoo. It's not just news websites. We're 185th website in the entire United States. And this is why I always yell at Glenn when he's like, I need to change tactics because what I'm doing isn't working. We're not. What's going on is not working. We need to change completely. Everything <laughs> How much that we do I have in. to pay to get the yeah. brain do what I want to do? <laughs> All of his he's rants. Got 13, 14 million unique visitors yeah. every month. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot. Uh, and but the, the political article itself goes into how Glenn is branching out into more entertainment stuff. Um, and and I actually thought it was a pretty good article. Of course, they have to because every medium source has to do this. Has to take the people who hate Glenn the most and give them uh, space in any article about Glenn. Like, you have to find people who have written smear books about him. You have to find people who have trashed him publicly several times and give quotes. So maybe that's why, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, Newsbusters was pissed off, or at least partially. So who'd they, uh, who'd they quote then? Uh, I don't know. Some stupid. I don't even know. I don't know. Like, who. I don't know. Is Mackenzie Weininger, is that, is that the Politico person? Uh, yes. Yeah, that right author. the Politico. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you know, look, they go through a few of them. I think the article in itself, it's worth a read. Did they quote that normal, that usual guy who wrote some obscure book about Glenn and never met him, didn't talk to anybody who actually knows Glenn well, uh, went to all these people who lie about Glenn, didn't ask the person who was actually with Glenn during the time period he was was talking about, didn't come to any of those people, like, I don't know, me, Mm -hmm. and say, hey, is any of this stuff true? Yeah, Yeah. Had no interest in that. None. I, we, we could have cleared up, all, except here's the thing. The guy uh, that they quote all the time on these articles didn't want to know the truth about Glenn. He had an agenda. Of course not. And he wrote lies that he wanted to believe about Glenn, and, and virtually none of them are true. Yeah. I mean, I think overall the article is, is pretty good by Politico. They're, the uh, Newsbusters does point out a couple of funny things, though, of how they use the, uh, as they call it, the time-honored tradition of some observers. But Mm -hmm. some observers say that becoming more of an entertainment force has meant diminished political impact for the conservative host. Uh, Let's see. Several media observers said they aren't convinced that Beck remains as influential. Uh, I like the, uh, but unless he gets uh, back into a primetime spot on network or mass market television, his glory days will be mostly behind him. Um, He never had a primetime slot on network or cable television. (laughs) That's not something we've ever had in our entire lives. We were Mm -hmm. on at 5 p.m. On, on Fox News Channel and 7 p.m. on Headline News, which even if we were on at 8, 9 p.m. on Headline News, I don't think that you could call it prime time because, you know, it's, it's Headline News. news. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. we, when we took over head, the Headline News show, I think we, there was 50, 50 or 56,000 people watching it uh, every night in the demo. And mm-hmm. when we left, it was like 190,000 or 180,000. We tr- basically tripled the audience of that uh, show and did almost the same with uh, the Fox show. I at least doubled it for Fox, but Fox had it a better audience, a better starting point, I will admit, than a headline did. Uh, but it's funny how they go through it uh, on the Newsbusters right about it. Because this is what I always try to get across to Glenn when he when he gets – because even Glenn gets this way. We can talk about Politico saying something bad about him, but Glenn does the same stuff. And he gets all frustrated about how we need to do, the, do all these things because he's so frustrated. Uh, you know, we need to – things – we need to move faster. We need to move faster. I mean, that's always Glenn. As you know, in every one of these meetings with him, we always got to move faster. We got to get things done quicker. Every once in a while, I need to stop and think about what's actually happening with what you're doing. And what you're doing seems to be working. You could say Glenn has lost influence, which is ridiculous, I think. Uh, but look at the, the blaze, just for an example. 
up to 13 million unique viewers now. It's one of the top news sites in the country, and as uh, as uh, helpfully <laughs> Newsbusters points out, well ahead of Politico as far as <laughs> the one calling us, mm. printing the quote of us being not so influential. Uh, we've now passed them significantly. Um, but they, I thought Newsbusters did a really good job at pointing out for one of the first times um, uh, actually noticing what's going on with Glenn as far as reaching new audiences. I mean, we've gone into areas now where, you know, the typical conservative uh, publication does not go. We're reaching people in entertainment. We're reaching people on the web. We're reaching people in, in different ways. And, and, you know, it's part of a larger strategy that we've talked about on the air. And it's nice that somebody's noticing it. So put that in your pipe and smoke it, Politico. I don't think there was okay. any. There's no- yeah, put that in your pipe mm-hmm. and smoke it. Still, though, we're okay. only like a 187th largest website in the country. 185. Yeah, we suck. <laughs> yeah. we got to move Why on. aren't we number one? <laughs> and probably if you combine all the different website ideas Glenn has had over the years, you'd probably get that up. We're probably, probably like number three. <laughs> if you combine like glennbeck.com. Right. Oh, Glenn, my gosh, yes. Theblaze.com, glennbeck.com, and yeah. mercuryone.org, and 1791.com. And marketplace, the market. Yeah. I mean, all yeah. those, you put those together. Probably. You probably right? do. Probably top 10. Triple eight, seven, two, seven back. More patents to coming up. Seven two seven Beckett's patent stew. Uh, shocking, shocking news from weekend box office stats. The Smurfs too did not do that well. I mean, uh, what is the country coming to? I am stunned when you can't release the Smurfs too and it not soar to the very tippy top of the box office. Well, especially when you have such a solid first one. Oh my gosh, the first one was. You know, spectacular, I, I don't know if that's the word, but uh, it's something sort of like that. This one uh, only brought in like $18 million for the weekend and uh, $27.7 million since it came out. Two Guns is, as you see there, uh, number one at the box office, 27.4, followed by The Wolverine, the 603rd Wolverine incarnation. I'm just not into that. Whole th- are you? No. Into, I just can't get into the Wolverine thing. Can we stop? No more. Then the Smurfs 2 in 3D, no less. And it still didn't do that well. Yeah. Followed by The Conjuring and uh, Despicable Me 2. I, I saw Despicable Despicable Me 2 a couple of weeks ago. It's not It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Those it's movies okay. are all fine. You know, it's kind of the worldwide to The worldwide total of the Wolverine? Yeah, 255 Yeah, they're not going to stop. No, there's no way. That's, You're right. That's You're good right, point, Jeffy. Big hit uh, uh, worldwide. I will say it's funny too. Looking at looking at the movies here, this is the bottom five. I really struggle. I was going to go out to the movies this weekend. I, there's just absolutely nothing I want to see. There's just, that's the thing. There's yeah, just nothing I, to see. I, Maybe I do. Red Two. I, I would. Yeah. I have a teeny bit of interest in that, but my wife won't go. 
I, I saw a grown-up suit. I don't want to see a people in the CIA. All right. Well, I wanted to see. I do want to see The Conjuring, but I just cannot get motivated to see a scary movie right now. Like yeah. I, I really like. I go to see most of those that come out. I've noticed that. I just like. Mm-hmm. And I like horror movies, and it's also mm-hmm. a, uh, for whatever reason, a bizarre crossover genre-wise with my wife. Yeah. Who would rather she she'll go see uh, romantic comedies. She will go see uh, an occasional like big budget type movie. Like she likes the Iron Man movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, it's horror movies. So we go see them. We go see a lot of them, and, and I, I, we go see a lot of bad ones. We go see the ones that suck. This one has unbelievable reviews. The Conjuring, like the reviews are great. It's like eighty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's making a lot of money. I just can't motivate myself to go see it. I don't know why. I think it's just the summer, and I don't care. I, like release those things around Halloween. I go see them. Yeah, you know. I know. Well, Halloween's a perfect place for that, but. Um, the only good movies that, I mean, the only movies I, I really want to see that I know that are coming out anytime soon, uh, the Marcus, Marcus movie, yeah. Oh yeah. you know, Lone Survivor, I absolutely would love to see, but I'm not going to be able to until it comes out on television. Um, and then, Elysium. and then Elysium, yeah. same thing. Yeah. Both of them rated R, can't go to either one of them. Elysium sucks. is a blatant distribution of wealth. Rich yes. people hate yes, it poor is. people, nonsensical mm-hmm. Hollywood <laughs> junk, <laughs> which I will say it looks like a good movie, but I mean, the messaging in that good. is going to be killer. It looks really good, but you're probably right. It's probably not worth seeing anyway. So Because the other thing is, first of all, it's all the rich people live on the space station, which is really nice, or planet or something, right? Is, is yeah, it a it's, space a, station? it's a special planet, okay. I think. Elysium is a planet. Okay. Well, it Elysium looks like a space in Greek station. in Greek mythology is like a uh, it's almost it's it's like heaven, uh, okay. but in the in this movie it's sort of a heaven planet. So they built this planet or space station or something up there where it looks mm-hmm. like the, it's the most perfect. All the pretty thing people live there. There's all no the, disease. Yep. They've eliminated all that. There's no crime. And they leave all the poor people the down on Earth yeah. in the horrific environmental disaster mm-hmm. they've created. That's correct. Uh, to uh, to sit down there and die. And of course, Matt Damon, who is the hero in this story. Um, and they got both sides of the right left spectrum here. They got uh, the hero to be Matt Damon and the villain or the villain to be uh, what's her face? The um, uh, contact uh, Jodie Foster. She's the because uh, no. they got, they got yeah. both sides. They got a good right. conservative actress to be the right. Uh, but uh, right. I mean, you know, good actors, uh, you know, mm-hmm. even though I'm not a fan of the politics of either of those two, they're both pretty good actors. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I probably it, see, that looks like that's not a planet. That's a space station. No, I think it's planet. Go, go. Can we can we roll the trailer? Let's just see the trailer. And cause yeah, don't we have it? Yeah, I think we do. We're pl- all right. Just queue it up and, yeah. and uh, play that bad boy. Uh, here's Elysium. Max Nicostrum, thirty six years old. Violation today at bus stop thirty four B. What's in the bag? Hair products, mostly. <laughs> just, hey, 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 just going to work. Ah! Thank you, citizen. No, thank you. Immediate extension of parole duration by a further... Wait, what? No, 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 no. Elevation and heart rate detected. Wouldn't you like a pill? No, I am okay. Thank you. Are you being sarcastic and or abusive? Negative.
Welcome. Privilege. Oh, hello, madam. Live on a listen. Cancer cells removed. It's a pretty nice space station. We are not commanding shit. Space station. Yeah, maybe Shoot it is. them down. I see things haven't changed. This wasn't even my fault. You're still stealing cars? No. Since I got out, I've been trying to live a normal life. You used to be a legend, and now what? Rose the 34! In five days' time, you will die. Thank you for your service. They can fix it on Elysium, man. Max, I think I can help get you up there. They bring down the boom saw! This ain't gonna kill me. What did you do to me? Gave you a way out. Whoever has this has the power to override their whole system. She's very sick, Max. I need to get her up there. You can save everyone. When can I go? Activate Kruger. Follow me. Stay close. Great. Good, I man. do feel like I just saw the whole thing, though. I know. And that's the whole movie. I know. I mean, the only mm-hmm. thing they didn't show you there was when he wins at the end. Everything else they showed you. You don't know he wins at the end. Yes, we do. No, you, you don't. don't know. Now, maybe we don't in a movie. You like don't this. know. Uh, I will say that this is a typical progressive activist in that <laughs> he goes uh, to the really nice area and then ruins that, too. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't doesn't save the people on Earth. He just screws their other planet up. So now there's equality. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. That's what they do. (laughs) It's what they do. It's exactly what they do. But this is traditional. And uh, Mm. as they point out in the control room, this is uh, notice, uh, you know, we live down here. They live up there. It's like you're automatically part. Us versus them. Yeah. And this is, it's, you might might as well have been a, a freaking Obama versus Romney campaign commercial. And from these Hollywood leftists who all make, you know, Twenty million dollars yeah. a movie. Guess where we they live? Them? They'd be in ni- the they- nicest area of Elysium. <laughs> yes, they would. Where they live. They're in North Elysium. Yes. Okay, I, that's unbelievable. But it does look good. I will give you that. It does look good, and I will enjoy it. And I will report really back good. to you. I know what it's like. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> you should go see RIPD and report to me on that. No, one I'm not going to do that. Tell me what that one. That was looks like. horrific. Can you believe that? Okay. What did we say that cost? Was it 190 million? 90 million or, or something? Yeah. 200 million in that range. It has so far made thirty million dollars <laughs> in the United States and Canada. Yeah, thirty million. What a disaster that thing is! Someone was trying to make uh, 
it was related to, I can't remember I where I heard it. this. I read it somewhere, but they were trying to make the uh, case that the blockbuster movie is finally going to start going away because we're so fractured with what we watch that it's hard to justify a $200 million movie anymore because it, you can miss with them. Back in the day, there was no missing with those movies. It's be- That's how we know, you know, Ishtar and mm-hmm. Waterworld and all those movies because they were such huge stories because they went for all this and didn't succeed. There's three or four of those a year now. Yeah, because the movies are so stinking bad. Yeah. I mean, RIPD just looks stupid. It looks mindless. It looks like a, you know, a trailer park men in black. Yeah. And who wants to see that? I, you know, I didn't like it with uh, Will Smith and what's his face. I'm sure not going to go with Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Playing an old guy who looks like a hot chick. Why do I want to see that? I don't know. Stupid. Just, what a dumb time. I mean, it's a dumb premise. But this is the thing. It's like, why risk $190 million when you can make a $30 million movie? I mean, Adam Sandler's making movies for $20, $30 million, and they're making, even though they're horrible. Yeah. And they're still making over $100 million. Yeah, look million. at Grown Ups 2. It's made $116.4 million. I mean, and that movie was straight out horrible. Horrible. You did see it? Yeah. Absolutely horrible. I bet you, it was. I mean... Uh, I'll bet it was. Look, and I, I don't, I'm not an Adam Sandler hater. Like, I think sometimes he's funny. Yeah. You know, I think he's, a, you know, obviously a smart businessman, and and uh, and I think he's, I think he's a good guy. Maybe. You know, I mean, I, I, I he, I, he speaks mm-hmm. so glowingly about the troops and stuff when I hear him talk about it. Like, I, and mm-hmm. there are parts in this movie where that shines through. You know, like, you, I think he's a good guy, but like this, it didn't look like. And he's is, done some good movies. Yeah, some of them have been really funny. Yeah, Wedding right. Singer was really good. Yeah. I you will know, say Billy Madison, all Grown those. Ups 1 made me laugh. It was fine. It was a, you know, it was a f- funny movie. You know, he's, he's, he, this one was just, it was just awful. It was just awful. <laughs> I, I believe that. I mean. Somehow I, I believe <laughs> I don't know that. how to describe it other than that. All right, I mean, 888-727. That Back more patents too coming up. Seven back. Patents too. Uh, let's um, let's go to Eric in Utah. Uh, people have been waiting for hours and hours for so, Eric in Utah's call. Yeah, is he that good? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody's been everybody's been talking about it. Eric, what do you got for us? Well, I wanted to uh, instigate a dialogue about the conversation between a great big, massive sack of patriotism and the only beam of light to come out of Seattle earlier, you talk about how words have an effect on people, and I wanted to say that I believe that the whole politically correct movement is a great heap of garbage started by the progressives to control the definition, the meaning, and the power of words so that they can simply pick and choose what they want to say and control the entire dialogue, and people listening to the words that are being said without listening to the meaning of the message behind them. Mm -hmm. And it just really kind of drives me crazy that 
all these definitions have been changed. I'm trying to get into conversations with people, trying to explain to them, hey, progressivism is harmful because it's corroding the morals and ethics of our country. And they say, but progression is good. I say progressivism is not progression. And they don't get it because there's so much deceit and lies and focus on words like the N-word, which hits people like a sledgehammer when back in the day, if, you know, when the founders of the country wrote a scathing letter, it had no profanity in it, but it could still drive people to insanity because it was so eloquently put. And now you can't emphasize anything without dropping five or six F-bombs. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think it's just a lack of intelligence, a lack of determination, a lack of morals and values that really puts a big cloud over communication as a whole. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, Eric. It's hard to know exactly how to solve any of that. I, yeah. I know Glenn has big ideas on how to do it, and I think he's right that it's more of a foundational issue. It just seems like progressives, uh, I don't know if they have, I don't know what it is. It's almost like they have more of the stick that people uh, talk about. Like it's, I was watching, uh, you know, I've been blabbering on about this uh, prohibition documentary I've been watching, uh, which is six hours long. Uh, and I'm now at five hours and 45 minutes into it and I have to keep stopping it all the time. But I, I to the point now where like they, they talk about they now they're now working on uh, they're almost to the point where they've repealed the uh, prohibition amendment. And when progressives pushed for prohibition, they went for a, an amendment like that because they knew there never been an amendment overturned. There's no chance of that happening because we respect the Constitution too much. Even the progressives were saying that at the time. But. In a way, they still got what they wanted because in the end, prohibition being overturned was a sign that the Constitution didn't matter as much anymore. The Constitution, having an amendment in the Constitution wasn't the end-all be-all anymore. It's not, a, it's not as hardcore as people believe it is. You can overturn stuff in it. We, of course we could do it. We could do it a bunch of different ways. They passed a law saying, well, you know what, prohibition's still around, but beer's okay. Beer's okay. And they pushed it around even back then. And that's been the progressive ideology ever since. And it, so you kind of like even when the progressives screw up and they do something so incredibly unpopular as prohibition was and is, uh, they they still win somehow. <laughs> it really is depressing. Yeah. Uh, Wayne in Missouri, you're on the Patents Do Show. Hey, Wayne. Um, I was calling because I wanted to talk about uh, the the. Just terrible movie, Elysium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it's going to be awful. It does look good, uh, though. I will say. Now, well, how do you, how do you know it's going to be awful? I okay. I do. I've got a long history of studying um, just so many different things, but it's a lot of stuff to do with political movements. I mean, science. I've studied a lot of different things, but mm-hmm. it's just from watching the. They give you the premise in the trailer, and the premise is there's two, we'll just call them planets, you know, there's Earth and then yeah. whatever Elysium's supposed to be. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a John it's Edwards campaign, it's a John Edwards campaign speech from 2004. Yeah, it's a utopia. utopia. It's a progressive yeah. utopia. Anyway, go ahead. What they're, what they're saying is it's, it, they're, they're driving at Elysium is the rich, the 1%. Mm-hmm. And they get the, the cancer treatments yes. and the lavish homes, while all the poor are going to be forced to live on this dump called Earth. 
uh-huh. and the 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 thing this is what and I know it's going to be sound kind of crazy. The thing that aggravates me more is that there's so many massive holes just just from watching the trailer. There are so many massive holes that it's going to make it a bad movie. And oh, name one, one. name okay. one. Come on, well, Wayne. The big one, and this this happens mm-hmm. with a lot of movies that drive at this kind of angle. Okay. Um, like I think in time is what this other movie is called. But the point is, it's they they neglect to realize that if they've got all these wonderful treatments and things, and they can extend a person's life mm-hmm. in a in a good way, you know, extend to centuries, and you don't age normally, you know, you stay beautiful for 200 years. The problem with that is there will be movements. If they're not government movements, then they could very well be movements of the people, but there will be movements in a real-world scenario to whittle away at the lesser people, and by the time something like Elysium happened, Mm -hmm. there would be no no poor people because mm-hmm. they'd have eliminated them all. That's the hole you're finding. It's not the the hole you're finding in this movie is not the fact that this guy with three days before death bumps into some mechanic in a junkyard that builds a suit that makes him take over the most difficult <laughs> space station in the planet. That's not what you're focusing on. It's well, yeah, because the guy wouldn't even exist in the first place. Right. All right. There okay. you go. There you go. All right. Thanks, Wayne. I think you may have put a little too much thought into Elysium. Yeah. We're, it, we're looking for an hour and a half of good entertainment. But, uh, yeah. but you're right. I, I but, do think there's going to be an annoying you know, political message. I don't think there's oh, any there's way. Gonna, it's going to be super annoying. I, you it know, and, and it's one of these things, too. I, to go down the route of the collar there, <laughs> like, if you have a society that's perfect and has can cure all of these diseases— you could eliminate poverty very easily, uh, and then you wouldn't have to have this enemy relationship with these people. Why wouldn't you bring them along? Because you don't want them with you. Yeah, the evil one percenters don't want that, Stu. See, that's the oh stupid God. plot they complication. They want that. that. The only way to solve that plot complication is, well, they're evil. They're evil. Those rich people are evil. Mm-hmm. Which, God, yep. it's so insultingly stupid, but it is, that is what they do. They want right. to keep all of the pie for themselves. you, you got to remember, wealth is a pie. It's not a bakery. It's just one it's just pie. one pie. And, and then, then taking too big a piece, my friend. I want some pie. Yeah. Can That's get some a good pie? point. We can need we pie. pie. Let's go to some pie, pie, please. So we can demonstrate. Just so we can demonstrate what Pat was saying. This is the Blaze Radio Network, and you can listen anywhere. Download the free app for your iPhone or iPad now at theblaze.com slash radio. Here we go for Pat and Stu. QBO countdown. Four, four, three, two, one. Now, from the Glenn Beck Studio in Dallas. This is Pat and Stu. Only. On the blaze. 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 Yeah. It's Pat and Stu, uh, the Monday edition, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Uh, I guess the A-Rod decision is is put off until it's delayed until later on this afternoon, but we know about some of them. Nelson Cruz from the Rangers. Suspended for 50 games, as was, uh, who else? 
Do we have the tweets? Here's the big list. Uh, Bartolo Colon uh, is going to be clear. We'll tell you about that here in a second. But first, uh, uh, yeah, Cruz, Cruz from the Rangers, Peralta, Peralta from the Tigers, Bastardo from the Phillies, Valdespin from the Mets, and Cabrera, and Cabrera. from the Padres. Also, all suspended 50. Then you got Cervelli for 50 games. Is that true as well? Uh, Montero Coyle for from the, the Astros. I mean, the guy is on. You mean Escalona? I mean Escalona. Yeah, from the Astros is on steroids. Anybody on the Astros is on steroids. Yeah. Can you imagine how bad they are without them? <laughs> uh, Martinez from yeah, the Yankees. I got us to Santos. thirty-three wins this season. <laughs> and then these guys are clear, uh, as I pointed out on this program. And if you were listening and you cared about my Blue Jays analysis, uh, Melky Cabrera will not get a suspension because he's already got mm-hmm. punished for that. So same thing with Cologne and, and Grandel. Uh, then you've got Bartolo uh, Cologne is having an amazing, amazing season. Year. I mean, the guy was washed up and given up for dead a year yeah. before last. And then he had that sort of comeback season with, I think, the Yankees, right? And now, all of a sudden, he's a superstar. It's like 14-3 and three or something with a, a two-something ERA. Yeah. And he's, you, amazing. he's been amazing. And you get a couple guys there who are completely cleared, by the way. Gio Gonzalez, and I, I missed the last name. Uh, Can you there. put that back up, that last one? One of the Orioles guys uh, completely uh, cleared, which is nice. Valencia. Mm-hmm. They are clear. Yeah, he's They're the clear. orange guy. Uh, no. And he's cleared. So good. that's good. Uh, so there you go. I, I don't know. The, but we don't have any A-Rod details, right? No, not yet. Because that's the one we all care about. And, of course, we get all the other information. Because Suspended uh, for 3,800 games. Why don't they just execute him? That's because that's yeah. that's about what they sound like they're going mm-hmm. to do to this guy. I know. Uh, him and Riley Cooper, they can just do summary executions of anyone who's, who's violated. Why? Just because we don't like him. Either one yeah, of them. It's we really, don't like him. That's the thing with A-Rod, isn't it? Mm-hmm. They just don't like him. He's snobby. Like him. He's, uh, he seems, uh, you know, they don't like that they, he's lied to them. Uh, he hasn't done anything worse necessarily than these other guys, but uh, they're going to take him down no matter what. He's, you know what? He's from Elysium. That's why. That's he, why. He's one of these guys. He's earned $500, $600 million in his career. Mm-hmm. So screw him. Mm-hmm. I don't feel bad for him, though. Uh, he really, he has been very douchey. Uh, so Al, A-Rod will probably get suspended as well. Uh, you know, I don't know. I just, I, it's a little over the top the way they hate this guy. It really is. I think it's quite a bit over the top the way they hate him, especially in New York. I, I don't understand it. He's had an amazing career in New York. I mean, has he let them down a little bit in some of the postseason play? Yeah. Yeah, I guess he has. Mm-hmm. He's not necessarily come through when they really, except in 09, they really needed him then. And he really came through in the playoffs. Uh, other than that, he had amazing, absolutely stunning regular seasons where he would, you know, he'd be hitting 320 with 54 home runs, and they still don't like the guy. Yeah. I mean, what in 160 or 155 RBIs? What do you want him to do? I mean, really, what do you want the guy to? He's got some of the best numbers in the history of the game. And for whatever reason, they don't like him in New York. I don't. I don't get it. I really don't. And I mean, can't you like Derek Jeter and A Rod at the same time? Or is there only enough love in Yankee in Yankeedom for one man? Is that it? I mean, they seem to like um, some of these other guys. Okay, that have come up through the ranks of the Yankee organization recently, but not A Rod. And I don't know why he moved. He moved from shortstop to third base for for Jeter. I, what else do you want? Yeah, bizarre. I guess it, it we is. still don't have the details. I don't on get it. it. It's still no details. So we're, we've heard a two hundred and fourteen game suspension, which 
pretty long. Like, I don't think it's long enough, Pat. I think you need to suspend him for 35,000 games. 35,000 35, games. games that would... Anything less than 35,000 games to me is a disappointment. I, I think you might be disappointed then. I'm oh, sorry, okay. Stu, but I hate to break that to you. You've, now, now you've hurt me. I, I think, you know, when you when this 35,000. Yeah, you're going to be. Here's my proposal. Mm-hmm. 35,000 game suspension. Okay. What about Take, a prison sentence? Hold on. I'm going on. I'm right. not done. Okay. okay 35,000 right. game suspension. No food. Take every dime he's mm-hmm. ever made. Yeah. And any dime he's ever spent, he has to pay back. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you uh, any uh, you <laughs> murder everyone he knows. You, anyone you he's kill, ever. You just kill them. Does that include Madonna? I would have to say, I mean, I don't, I don't want I guess to be threatening you say yes to Madonna, under that plan. but yeah. under this plan that she would fall under that. <laughs> okay, then so you any, kill everyone he knows. All of his pets hurt in front of him. Ooh, wow. Hurt badly. Pets? Now you're talking pets. Yeah, That's you, not good. Pets hurt I mean, It's one thing to kill people. Now uh, now you're talking pets. He is not allowed to eat another carb. That's another uh, part of so it. So he's got to go on an all-veggie diet? <laughs> all-veggie uh, okay. meat diet. All of the meat mm-hmm. must be rancid. <laughs> uh, and uh, and the vegetables can only be turnips. Okay. Okay. Now let's get to prison. Let's get to a prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I'm getting there. I'm getting I mean, there. What are we talking? So he he's in jail uh, for the next five thousand years. Wow. Okay. wow. Now the problem with wow. that is, of course, he probably won't live five thousand years. Right. So we have to develop. We're going to dump forty five billion dollars into a new program to uh-huh. develop something to keep him specifically alive for thirty five thousand years, so he can rot in jail. Wow. Yeah. At any wow. time during this process, will we be able to go into the Hall of Fame? Uh, yes, it will put him right in the Hall of Fame. His numbers are too good. That's <laughs> unusual. Yeah. It's an unusual yeah. sentence. But, but I think it, it, it captures. Effective. Mm-hmm. And it, it gets the spirit of it. Yes. You know, so. so as long okay. as there's constant pain. Uh, mm-hmm. he will, he will, I should also have mentioned he will be burned by fire, but will never be consumed. Okay. Uh, that's okay. another. We're, that's good. Yeah. Can we poke him with pickle forks too? Oh, absolutely. The whole time. Yes. The whole time. Abs- absolutely. All right. Mm-hmm. You know who else I'd like to poke with pickle forks? Tawana Brawley. Um, and maybe that's mean of me. It is. Look at you've threatened her. But you know, I, you're going to have an Al Sharpton lawsuit. I think your, she's done something quite mean as well. Really? And that's uh, in 1987, she lied about being raped and ruined the lives of several people. Uh, and only now has she started to pay any of the penalty uh, from from that crime. Yesterday. She was slapped with a court order to finally settle the hefty defamation case against her. Uh, She was um, she lost a lawsuit for four hundred and it was like, I think, initially four hundred and thirty five thousand dollars that she had to pay. So she made the first payment yesterday and I believe it was about thirty was it thirty seven hundred dollars, thirty four hundred dollars, something like that. Yeah. I have it here somewhere. She made the she wrote out the first check uh, yesterday. Let me see. It was like around thirty four hundred. It was like thirty four ninety. Yeah, thirty seven hundred and sixty four dollars and sixty one cents delivered to ex prosecutor uh, Stephen Pagones. The first payment she's made since the determination in nineteen ninety eight that she defamed the man. She still and Sharp didn't get anything for that. No. I guess he his his defense is I just trusted her, which uh, you know, and of course, well, he's still doing it though today. I mean, I, I'm not saying maybe you can't get him for the initial offense because you know if you trust somebody's word, I mean, it's not your fault, I guess. But now that she's, I mean, I guess she isn't completely admitting she's lying, though, right? No, I don't think she's ever said she is, no. even though she clearly has been because, and, and was. Yeah, because Pagonis is saying I'd rather have an apology than the money. I'd rather have an admission of guilt than the money. And she won't do it. 
Yeah, because he knows he's not getting much anyway because she's only supposed to pay $627 a month. He's never going to wind up with $400,000. No, but hey, six twenty-seven but, a month. I mean, that pays, you, know, you pay yeah. the cable bill, getting your cable yeah. bill, your cell phone bills, you know, maybe a little electricity covered under that. Why not? Yeah. And she, it certainly deserves, he deserves every penny of that money. Oh, definitely. And if not more. Definitely. Uh, but her uh, lies made her a household name, uh, made the victims household names as well. She's apparently was living under an assumed name, Tawana Vesenia Thompson Beautiful. Gutierrez mm-hmm. in Hopewell, Virginia, and uh, working as a licensed nurse uh, at a nursing home in nearby Richmond. I don't think I want her as my nurse. Uh, yeah, you have cancer. Are you sure? Are you telling <laughs> Are you me the lying? truth, Tawana? Are you faking this? Is this <laughs> Are you a faking hoax? my cancer? Is this some sort of hoax that you're perpetrating? I seriously, how can you trust her? Yeah, you she's can. one of the least reliable people on earth, and she's giving you medical treatments. Yeah. Well, is there anybody less reliable than Al Sharpton? Mm. And people are still relying on him every stinking night on MSNBC. How is that possible? And he, and not only did he do it in the Tawana Brawley case, but he went down to uh, Duke, went down to North Carolina, did it again just a few years ago. I mean, this guy doesn't care, and he never learns his lesson, and he did it again after that with the uh, Trayvon Martin thing. I mean, over and over and over, he cries racial discrimination, hatred, uh, some sort of rape accusation or murder accusation, and has it ever turned out to be accurate? I don't know. Maybe there's been a couple of cases where he's been right, but it's it's pretty far and few between. And the vast majority of the high-profile cases are garbage. And yet, we still have to put up with him every single night on MSNBC. It's pathetic. And for some reason, he still makes a ton of money as a poverty pimp. I mean, how does he have an ounce of credibility? I don't know. And that's, I mean, talking about his historical prominence with uh, ridiculous statements. Uh, of course, uh, he's been mm. a big friend of the, uh, of the, of the homosexual lifestyle yes. community. Big friend. Uh, as you can, of course, remember from uh, mm-hmm. this audio, this is back from 1994. White folks was in the cave when we had built empires. Right. Right. We learned to admire them, but they knew to admire us. We built pyramids without a Trump. We taught philosophy and astrology and mathematics before Socrates and them Greek homos ever got around. That's really true. Uh, although, who was it that was teaching philosophy uh, and architecture before um, the Greek homos were doing any of those things? <laughs> who who was doing that? Is he talking about Egyptians? He Black to- Egyptians? Is that what he's saying? It does seem like he's taking credit for mm-hmm. everyone. Uh, it does seem that way. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Very interesting. Uh, yeah. Here is uh, Sharpton again. This is back from the early 90s talking about uh, Harlem. All right, man. And then, of course, uh, Sharpton has been one of the world's most prominent experts uh, on Chinamen. Uh, I think we've mm -hmm, we've all understood that. Mm -hmm. 
I'll be honest with you, I didn't understand one word of that. Well, he said we're the we're the black chicken fryers of the universe. Koreans sell us watermelons. We eat watermelons all our lives, but they gonna come cut it up, put it in a bucket with a rubber band around it, and we gonna buy it like it's something we didn't even know what it was. It's a translation, a <laughs> quick translation there, mm-hmm. in case you didn't understand mm-hmm. that was. Um, there's this fruit that we've been eating for a long time. The Koreans have come in, come in and made it easier for us to consume, yes. and therefore we hate them. Right. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. And here he is explaining uh, the meaning of cracker. Oh, good. This is good. Terms, uh, white interloper, I said I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, cracker, though I think cracker is a certain personification of a certain type of person down south, just like redneck. I mean, you know, some people mm-hmm. misinterpret cracker meaning all whites is not true, but the confusion mm-hmm. means you shouldn't use it. I mean, sometimes being flippant, you say things you shouldn't say because mm-hmm. it gets in the way of your message and mm-hmm. people don't really understand what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah, but remember one time Glenn Beck said um, that uh, the president may be a racist. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Remember, remember how that, that remember how the big speech thing. that Sharpton made about one guy saying one thing mm-hmm. and you should just never talk about it. Remember again. that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, no, it's funny. It's uh I mean, all of this stuff completely discounted. It's it's yeah. all perfectly fine. Yep. He's been totally whitewashed now, which is racist to say. Um because he's black trans, so I guess he's been blackwashed. I, I he's been washed without color uh, of any kind. Yeah. It's absent there's the absence of color. He's been washed with some clear liquid like I don't know, water. Maybe. Is that, is that safe to say? He's been totally exonerated of anything in his past. Mm-hmm. It's true. I mean, he really has. I mean, and look at the nasty, horrible, disgusting, despicable things he said. The these are, this isn't the 70s we're talking about. This is the 90s. I mean, yeah. this is Bill Clinton is president of the United States as he's talking about this. It's not yeah. that long ago. Uh, and uh, it's, it's funny because you have this bizarre thing in this society where, you know, like uh, Riley Cooper, for example, you come out and, he, you know, people were just trashing this guy and, and going after him. But someone like Al Sharpton can say things that are just as bad and, and just skate on it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what there's. It's so weird. I, I mean, I, I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong on this because it's just kind of a new thought of mine over the past few days. But Cracker is always the example of the word that should compete with the N-word. Like when black people say, you can't say the N-word, well, and then white people might say, well, you, you guys always say Cracker and no one cares. And isn't that a good uh, roadmap of what you should do with your word? If there's a word that really bothers you, you should treat it as white people treat Cracker, which mm-hmm. is we go, eh, yeah, whatever. And we move on with our lives. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand mm-hmm. that there's a lot more history to the N-word. I get it. I understand that. But the way you get rid of a word like that, the way you take the power out of a word, is it that it stops freaking bothering you so much. You know, if we just yeah. look at if everybody who says the mm-hmm. N-word, laugh at them and just say they're idiots. You know, over time, no one says it anymore because... There's no it reason lost to say its it. Power. It loses its power, yeah. and, and right now it has so much power because every time anyone utters it drunk at a concert, they, people call for their execution. Yeah, 
888-727-BECK. More Pat and Stu coming up. Seven two seven back. Pat and Stu show. Uh, Joe in New Jersey. Hi, you're on the Pat and Stu show. Welcome. Hey, Pat and, hey, Pat and Stu. Great, uh, great to be here. Listen, you guys were talking about Elysium, and I just want to cock the angle a little bit. You guys are looking at it all wrong. Okay. All right. Set us straight. Look at it like this. If, the, uh, if Elysium is where they have all the career politicians and the movie stars that are out of touch, then the movie's pretty much spot on. Okay. Well, we know, yes. considering the mm-hmm. movie stars are the ones making it, then that's not what they're thinking. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, it could be. You could come yeah. up with a, a way to make this work. It's just they're not going to take that way. Right. Well, that's uh, not yeah, the Hollywood way. I figured it was worth a try. But thank you for giving it the old college try and uh, for putting a positive spin on it, Joe. Appreciate that. Uh, let's go to Gene. And I'll go see it, by the way. I will go see it. You will? Yeah. Well, uh, you have to report back. I will definitely report back. Let us see. Because it, it comes out Friday, right? Is it back soon? I think it's... Is it Friday? I think it comes out Friday. It? I'm excited about well, it. Well, let's see. It starts... Is it the 11th? So maybe it's... Maybe it's not yet. Yeah, Friday? It starts Friday. Oh, yeah. so. I'm in. I'm in. <sighs> I'd love to be in. But I'm going to have to wait. All right. Uh, Gene, come in. in California, you're on the Pat and Stu Show. Hi, Pat. Hi, Stu. Hey. Hi. Hey, yeah. Hey, as, as prior to you showing the trailer on Elysium, I had spoken with uh, Diego, Diane Feinstein's aide. My question to him was this uh, news I heard over the weekend that they, the government, the taxpayers are going to supplement staffers and, and some congressmen. He said that that was correct, that they are going to do that, and they're it's okay for them. And I explained to him, you know, you're taking money away from the taxpayers to support your needs. That leaves us with almost nothing. His response was, well, that's the way the governments all over the world are ran, and we are earning our money. And I said, well, what do you, what do, you do, a product uh, service? He says, well, I'm answering the phone for you. <laughs> they actually believe, and that's what I think the American people need to know. Oh, These man. people actually believe they are—they have the right for us to work and them to take the money and spend it as they see fit. Yep. Well, I mean, that's partly a factor of you living in a state called California, mm. Gene. All your, virtually all your reps are going to be that way. I mean, they all just believe. Although that, it's strange, California has is a weird has a weird makeup because I feel like you have really insane liberal people, mm-hmm. and then you do have like Dana Rohrbacher's from uh, California. Yeah, yes. like there's a few that are really conservative. Duncan Hunter was True. from California. Like, yeah. there's a weird mix there because the conservatives are really conservative. I've also seen kind of San Diego is sort of a somewhat conservative sort of island in yeah. California. It's a bastion. Yeah, it's a bastion, and uh, it's such a beautiful, great city. God. Just love it. If it weren't in California, I think, I think thirty million people would live there. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> I think it would be yeah. the most populous city 
on the planet. It would look like that uh, city planet from the Star Wars series. Yes, like, it, it was would. Just like all yes. city. Everyone was in a high rise because they just needed the space so you badly. Because why, other than the taxes and the way the the mindset of the stupid people there, why wouldn't you live in San Diego where it's yeah. seventy two every day? I, th- I thought it was a little warmer. I would like it a little warmer. I love it like, like it was when we were there. Oh, no, 70 was just perfect. But I will say, you know what else so I like perfect. about San Diego? You land on your plane, and then 10 minutes later, you're in your hotel room. Like, yeah. It's so cool. The airport's so airport's close to the right city. downtown. That's why none of the buildings are taller than 500 feet in San Diego, oh, because right. there is a city ordinance, because the airport's so close to downtown that you can't be any taller than that. Hmm. Yeah, know. that's interesting. Yeah, uh, and and like also the, there's great restaurants down there. Yeah, like the the, uh, the Padres Park for what that's worth is right downtown. Petco there's, is it? Yeah, Petco. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on down there. I I, I like San Diego. It's, it's a great nice. Uh, Paul in Texas, you're on the Pat and Stu show. Hey, Pat and Stu, how are you guys? Good. Um, I, I'm a Yankees fan. I know you'll hate, love that, but um, I was want to tell you why Yankees fans are so upset about a Rod. Okay, we love Derek Cheater. Because he has brought us World Series, and he can be counted on in the postseason. He's Mr. October. A-Rod, we can count on everyone else but him. Every time it comes down to it, except in the exception of 2009, he fails us. Every he time it comes it. down to it, except when he won a World Series for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just one. He only brought us one World Series. Jeter's brought us multiple oh, World Series. Yeah, but Jeter this. has been on the team the whole time A-Rod has. And he didn't bring you the World Series either well, in the playoff, right? Yeah, I mean, yes, he, yes, well, yeah, he, he has because A-Rod is bringing him down. He, he got yeah. to the World Series. Yeah. And A-Rod, he's only brought in one yeah, in his entire career. you got to understand, well, I, this is hard to hear were, from every other fan, by the way. Like, the, the Red Sox went, like, 70 years without winning it. Or was it longer? I, I can't even remember. It was 2000. Uh, they won in 2003 and 2007, was it? I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, I mean, th- all these other teams, like, they go, you know, the Cubs. Cubs haven't won in 100 freaking years. Oh, A-Rod only brought us one World Series. Oh, so sorry. We, we, we account for that. We expect a World Series no, when I we know. brought him in. We've said, and you got one, bring us you, you, World you got one though. The 20th, 20th he has been century. clearly disappointing in the playoffs. I will say that when you look at A-Rod's uh, career history, He's bad. He's bad many times for the Yankees. He wasn't bad for the other teams. I mean, he wasn't bad for the Mariners. He played pretty well in the playoffs. I don't know why he really has let the Yankees down in many ways in the playoffs. But still, you got to get to the playoffs. I don't know if anybody's noticed that. That's and, true. Uh, he's helped and that. He cause certainly quite helped a bit. to get there. And then, uh, you know, yes, Jeter won before A Rod got there. But Jeter was on the team when A Rod did not get there. So doesn't part of the blame belong there in the postseason with Jeter as well, or or yeah. was it just A Rod who lost the playoff series for them? Is I don't it know, totally but on A Rod? Always come, when it always like in it. the last inning, especially when like in the um, American League Championship in Texas. When it came down to A-Rod, he failed us. Every single postseason I can remember, when it came down to A-Rod to win the game, except, he failed. He except had the for the one that you pointed game, out. Where he, he except failed. 2009 where that didn't happen. Yeah, the one time. The one. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right, thanks, Paul. Well, like he's been a, he, That's want, a typical Yankee fan, though. Very typical. That, they, they blame all of the losses on A-Rod <laughs> and all of the victories on Jeter. And forget the fact that they've been on the team, same team for about 10 years now. D- don't even take that into consideration because every loss in a playoff series is A-Rod only 
every victory in a playoff series is Jeter only. <laughs> it is odd. It's very bizarre to me. By the way, the latest on the A-Rod uh, suspension, they're saying that everyone else made a deal with Major League Baseball except, except A-Rod. A-Rod. He's the lone holdout. Uh, and wow. he will be... Um, uh, wow, what does he hope to gain? Well, I what mean, maybe doing? they said to them, oh, we'll give you 50 games. And then when they came to A-Rod, they said, we'll give you 250 games. And he was like, well, no, I'm not going to take that. He's appealing maybe. the suspension, and he can play while he's appealing. So he should be yeah. on the field for the Yankees tonight. Tonight, It's going to be a pretty amazing. I want to see. So he, what kind he, of reception does he get? He definitely. Are they oh, on the road get, or are they home? Not sure. We well, should look into that. On the road. Okay, he's going to get very much booed. I would be interested to see if he makes it to a game home. If you know, It's got to be mixed. I wonder what the split will be. He definitely is appealing. Yeah, at least that's the reporting so far. All right, 888-727-BECK. Is that is that true? Some misspellings there, but we'll we'll ignore that. <laughs> yeah, for now. yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> no, this is no, true. I, don't, I, I don't think it's true. No. Go back if you would. Is a Rod a Republican? No, I doubt it. That can't be right, can it? No. We should. Yeah, I don't know. No, I. I mean, are they saying he is a Republican or they're oh, okay. now Jetter is a Democrat? <laughs> uh, no, he's a Democrat. A Democrat. Democrat. Okay, I see. All right, triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. This is kind of an interesting story on uh, Guy Callender, a name you've probably never heard before. He was a big scientist and a really good one, apparently, and an expert on the physics of steam. And he wrote a seminal article in 1938 on the potential for increasing levels of CO2 uh, to warm the atmosphere. Calendar's uh, calculations track much more closely with actual temperatures than the formulas that are used by alarmists today. The reason is that the alarmist models build in in hypothetical positive feedback effects in order to generate greater temperature impacts. But this guy didn't do that. He was actually trying to actually be a real scientist, apparently. The modest temperature increase suggested by calendar and validated so far by uh, observations poses zero threat and won't bring about any of the catastrophic consequences that the global warming nut jobs are paid to predict today. Calendar himself thought the effect of increasing CO2 in the atmosphere would be salutary. salutary. And um, it's kind of ironic that our science on global warming has actually gotten worse, not better, since 1938. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, about Powerline doing this uh, report. It's pretty interesting. I'd never heard of this guy. I hadn't either. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, not, it's not surprising. They say now that uh, a lot of the libertarian-leaning scientists or associated with libertarian groups, have been more accurate than the alarmist people. Um, I would argue because they're actually looking at the science. Um, but 
this is one of their theories is that there's not this huge feedback loop that the climate like if you raise co2 levels it doesn't change 20 million other things that make it get hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter out of control and that seems to be uh, it's proven out. Yeah, well, Has first of all, it's proven out. I mean, I come think. on. But secondly, it, it just seems rational, right? Like you have a, cl- a climate yeah. system yes. in, a, in a world. Like if every time something was a little out of whack, it zoomed out of control, it wouldn't be a stable enough system su- to support life. And obviously, mm-hmm. we've gone here for a while with you know human beings and stuff. We we think that maybe this is a planet that can support life, as evidenced by our living on it. Uh, yeah. So we think maybe that this yeah. isn't such a fragile planet that as soon as something gets out of whack a little bit, the entire globe melts down. And that's the argument from the alarmists. I, I, I don't believe that. But and the alarmists like James Hansen from NASA. Yeah. 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 Well, he, I mean, he's been very specific with his predictions. We did this on The Wonderful World of Stu. Um, I was in New York and decided to look at some of his predictions from the past. It really is uh, bizarre how badly he's missed and that he's still... Uh, loved and supported today. Here's uh, here's my in-depth political report. James Hansen, Al Gore's favorite climate scientist, has shockingly made some questionable predictions over the years. In the late 80s, one of his buddies had a conversation with him while he was standing in his New York office looking out the window. He explained to his friend the horrors of global warming and how they would affect the buildings and streets near his office in the next two to four decades. Unfortunately for James, his buddy keeps telling people about that conversation. So we have the predictions. I took to the streets of New York to check in on the progress. Watch. James Hansen, prediction number one. Uh, he was up in that building. If you can look up there, you can see uh, his office. He looked across the street at this building, and he said the following. Across the street, there's going to be tape on all the windows because of high winds. <laughs> Any evidence of tape? You see tape. Are we yeah, tapeless? Look at that tape. Look at it all. We're tapeless. So much tape. I'm going to go with prediction number glass. one. Fail. You a wizard? James Hansen, prediction number two. Okay, we know about the tape in the windows, but he also said that the trees in the median strip will change. Let's look. They seem like they're the same still. Prediction number two, also fail. Yeah. Now I want you to know, I tested those trees thoroughly, and they are still made out of wood. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, he's got, I think we have three or four more predictions that we investigated over uh, uh, coming weeks of Wonderful World of Stew. I don't want to give away the ending, but I'll say that uh, he failed on all of them. You just kind of gave away the end. Dang, darn, wow. dang. Mm, man, they gave away all of it. But yeah, man. You, you have to hear the rest of them. They're so bad. I mean, and this is what the alarmists do. They look at the, you know, they, they are so brazen when they know they've got two decades to shield themselves. 
that they'll say, oh, this is going to go, you're going to be underwater. And it scares the hell out of people for 20 years. And then 20 years later, no one ever revisits these predictions. No one ever looks back and says, wait a minute, these, this, this never happened. Aren't we supposed to, I mean, aren't, shouldn't we react differently next time they tell us? These are the same people who I know, are they get away with us about it. The guy, um, one mm-hmm. of the guys, one of the big scientists that was warning of the coming ice age is now one of the big scientists that's warning of the coming global warming. Same guy. Same freaking guy. Mm-hmm. You know, doesn't get punished for the fact that he missed that badly in the 70s. Uh, same guy. Same. Uh, well, was not James Hansen that uh, guy? Yeah, I know He's Hansen. one of them. I don't remember if Hansen was one of them. I know. I think he was. Holdren was one of them. Uh, one of the guys. I think uh, Hansen was saying. He might be his two. Ehrlich was another one. Um, and maybe it was and Hansen And the as same well. thing was going to cause the cold, the cooling, CO2, as is supposedly causing the warming. Some of them I know said uh, all the uh, the uh, aerosol. Remember when aerosol was yes. the big thing in like the 80s? Yeah. You're not supposed to use aerosol cans. Yeah. Uh, that was another one of the big uh, worries. But y- you notice the pattern here? We said that with the biggest employers the same way. Anything that moves a society forward, anything that creates wealth, anything that makes our lives easier and better, those things are always opposed by the left. Anything that gives you jobs, anything that moves the economy forward, anything that gives you energy, it's always opposed by the left. How the hell do they get away with that? How can you oppose every freaking innovation we've had for the past Damn it, years? Stu, I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. Damn. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Made that clear. <laughs> Made that have have I made it? Stu, were clear you finished asking your question? Though? I think <laughs> I, you were still I, asking. I, you know, I did have more, but I <laughs> you did have more. I, I can okay, stop. Go ahead. If, if, go if, ahead. No, ask the rest of the question. That's requested. I can stop. <laughs> I guess I was I was a little bit rest. too upset at the, no, the I, left's uh, no. opposition to civilization. <laughs> you that, that, he just wanted to say, "Damn it, I don't know." <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know why it just uh, it did feel good. I will say good. it felt like it, it felt it right in the it conversation. It did, didn't it? Yeah, it I, did. I, I'm with you on that. But I didn't mean to cut you off, so go ahead. That's <laughs> all right. No, no. <laughs> the same random and doing it for how long? I can't. What does it even matter anymore? Yeah, I get it. I'm feeling like Glenn I know Beck. it just seems like it doesn't because as much as we talk about this and as many of the lies that we refute and and they're proven to be lies. It just doesn't matter because they just keep saying them yeah. over and over and over and over and over again. You know, and we're still hearing that the oceans are going to rise 20 feet in the next 100 years. And the actual prediction from the U.N. is eight inches or something. Yeah, seven. It, it was seven to 23 with the best guess of 11. I mean, and then. Although I will say the new report is coming out soon. So get ready for global warming. Oh, okay. All this to get fired up oh, okay. again. Yes, we're it one will. month away you know, from working group number one. And then you've got Obama saying. All the predictions we made 10 years ago have come true and then some. They weren't as bad as, I mean, they're worse than we predicted. It's like, you're. What? Are you on crack? What you, yeah. Uh, what? These guys seriously look look at the. Uh, he might be. He was part of the Choom gang. He was part of the Choom gang. That's true. So. I mean, you look at even the scientists that that's, have supported this the whole time are mm-hmm. making. They've come up with new excuses to say why it's not happening. But that has not proved the, the temperatures have not proven what they said was going to happen at all. In mm-hmm. fact, the exact opposite. What skeptical scientists said, well, like, look, I don't think it's going to be that bad. Sure. In all, all things being equal in a laboratory, if you add CO2 to this environment, you would think, yes, it's going to slightly warm. But uh, I got news for you. We've got we don't need the laboratory. We have the climate 
to look at. We have the temperature readings. We have all of this stuff happening, and it's not warming as much as they thought it would. And the reason for that is likely because every single model was wrong. That's kind of a significant thing. Kind of. When you miss a hundred percent of the time, you don't get the next batch of funding in any other scenario. Well, they do the have, next report that comes out doesn't get listened to. They have new data to collaborate on, so it's all it's all different. I've, yeah, it's true. I mean, they will just come up with a way. And and this, if you remember, last time we had a real global warming news frenzy was you had uh, an inconvenient truth happen. I think that was 2006. And then the 2007 IPCC, the UN report, came out in 2007. Those two things in conjunction to each other, where the IPCC said, no, we're super, super, duper, duper sure uh, this time. Uh, When they did that, those two things working together, you had a huge burst from the gore thing, and then you had another, Mm -hmm. oh, wow, new science is here. We can talk about it. And then by 2008, it was gone completely. Uh, you're about to see a new wave of this. I would not be surprised if you see more documentaries coming out in conjunction. They're going to see that pattern worked last time as far as at least getting them attention. didn't work to move the needle really at all on the polls as far as global warming. It's still our lowest priority. But I do think that they will attempt that. Well, and you had Gore with this admission, which was pretty, I thought, significant at the time. The temperature goes up before the sea sometimes that's, goes up. Sometimes that has been true in the past. The opposite has also been true. Okay, so... Sometimes temperature goes up before CO2. Sometimes CO2 goes up before temperature. So it can happen either way. He admits that. Mm -hmm. So how do we then derive from that that CO2 is driving temperature up? When you've just admitted that's not the case necessarily. No. In fact, in the majority of cases, I would say, if you look back at the, you know, 650,000 year chart and he admittedly, well, no, I shouldn't say he admittedly. He admittedly used the 650,000-year chart, but you can't tell what you just talked about, the difference when CO2 goes up first or temperature goes up first. You can't mm-hmm. tell it from that from that distance. If you zoom in, you can tell it. But when you zoom it out like he had it in the movie, you can't tell. It looks like they're all, it's just moving in conjunction. It's amazing. And so in, when, when several centuries you go by where CO2 rises after temperature, mm-hmm. after it, when you got a century of, of temperature rising first, mm-hmm. How do we get to this point? It's insanity. I, It'll I be know. something that we'll look back in 500 years and they'll laugh at. They will laugh at it. Well, you guys wanted to put how much of your resources, 20% of your resources in a what? Yeah. What did you want to do? It almost makes me say. One thin September soon, oh, yeah. a floating continent disappears yeah. in the midnight sun. Midnight sun. Vapors rise Vapors as fever rise. settles on an acid sea. Neptune's bones dissolve. Neptune's bones dissolve. Did you get that part? Neptune. Did what? Do what? Neptune's bones, bones dissolve. Snow glides from the mountain. Glides. Ice fathers floods for, for a season. A hard rain comes quickly. Hard rain. <laughs> then dirt is parched. So Kindling is placed in the kindling. forest for the lightning celebration. The lightning celebration. Unknown creatures take their leave take their unmourned. Leave. Horsemen unmourned. ready their stirrups. stirrups. Passion seeks heroes and friends. The bell of the city on the hill is yeah. rung. The shepherd cries. shepherd cries. The hour of choosing has arrived. And Here are the, your tools. Here are your wow. tools. I am I'm a tool. so glad you read that. I was really, I'm very happy Thanks to hear it. Thanks for asking me. I'm Thank happy you. to hear it in your voice. Uh, that I'm is. I'm happy to say it in my voice. One of the worst moments in television. <laughs> oh, my God. He <laughs> thinks really that's is. so good. Oh, my gosh. He's just. 
And and I think that uh, Harry Harry Smith yeah. wanted to have his children right there. Oh, yeah. he would he, <laughs> he would have, have he absolutely yeah. would have gone into the he makeup room and hooked up. They would have gotten naked right there. No, no, no. And, and checked out my second chakra. Mm-hmm. And then something else would devolve. Back. We were just talking about how often uh, the Blaze White House correspondent will be called on at the White House <laughs> correspondent press conference. Uh, probably about once a year, maybe. Oh, I, I will be if shocked that, if he ever gets called on. I know. And It'll if he something. does, like, it will be something that like he talked to Carney before and said, you know... You guys are wrong on everything, but there's one issue I think you might be a little bit kind of yeah. right on. Let's uh, go to Brad at the Blaze. Brad, Brad, Brad you had a, a question about this? <laughs> no, actually, yeah, my I question did. was, ask me the question <laughs> from before we were talking, before off the air. See, I think they give him his props without letting him ask a question. Like, I don't think let's they go, give him Let's props. go to, let, Stu, you have a question? You're right next to uh, Fred Lucas from the Blaze. Stu, go ahead. <laughs> no, there was no way they say the Blaze. I can't believe they'd ever say the Blaze. Never. They might say, they might let's say go Fred. to Fred Lucas. But do you think they'd ever go to the blaze? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I say he, the way Carney see, does though. that, though, as a, as a, I don't, I'm not Jay Carney, but I do play one on television. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, there's that thing where he goes, uh, he'd be like, uh, absolutely, there's actually nobody died in Benghazi. That's a complete lie. Fred. <laughs> like, so he'll say something right. completely mm-hmm. like bullcrap mm-hmm. and then just without a chance for that person to say, wait a minute, I saw the body. It doesn't even happen. You right, just go say, right. Fred. Yeah, yep. He doesn't usually say the name of them. He doesn't usually say their full name. Right. I think occasionally when he has buddies, he'll he'll kind of go a little bit deeper. But usually right. when you know, it's Fred, it's just Fred. And then Fred will be, you know, you have one question asked for the entire year. It's, it's a tough job. That's why I was saying I think no it's doubt. what he's going to do behind the scenes is going to be a lot more important. Uh, we're going to get a lot yeah. of reporting uh, and, you know, stuff off the record uh, that's going to help our reporting overall. So that's, the, that's why you need somebody in that room. Well, it'll be fun. I mean, it'll be fun to see, and and if he ever does get called on, I, I'm I'm excited uh, to see if it's reported anywhere. If we get any sound on it, of course we'll have sound. But will anybody else use it? it it's going to be interesting to see. This will be fun. Triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. We're talking about the um, the Maryland situation where they're they're doing eighty five million impressions of license plates when when Marylanders are driving around. They're just getting pictures taken of them everywhere. Uh, is this stuff popping up all over the place now? Yeah, Seattle is a, one of the new ones. And this one, I'm, you know, of course, what they tell us they're doing isn't maybe as bad as, as what's happening in Maryland. Seattle Police Department and other police agencies in the state say they're using cameras to instantly check license plates because it's an efficient way to find stolen cars and chronic parking offenders. Uh, uh, oh, Seattle, wink, wink. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which piloted the technology in 2006. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say they found, uh, they have 12 cars with this technology. So it's cameras that can shoot up. Do we have the graphic? Um, this is the, how the camera system works. The camera uses infrared light to read and photograph the license plate as it travels down the road. And then a computer compares the license plate to a national database. Uh, hmm. The computer can process 2,000 license plates in a day. Which is, by the way, what is that? Are they running uh, dial-up? What, what do you mean, 2,000 in a day? 
<laughs> Humans can do 2,000 in a day. What's the... Ugh. When a uh, plate matches, an alarm sounds in the, uh, on a laptop in the cruiser. The laptop identifies the vehicle owner. Nature of the incident, uh, so people, uh, so the, uh, police officers are actually prepared for it. Uh, it can read a uh, camera uh, license plate up to 1,500 feet. You know, it's interesting because, you know, they say they've, they've found, uh, in the, since 2006, they found 426 stolen cars this way. And 3,426. Okay. So 426 over, what, seven years? You know, 60 yeah. a year, maybe one a week. They're finding okay. about one a week, give or take. Uh, and they found 3,768 vehicles with at least four unpaid parking tickets. Now, of course, this is what they really want, which is more deal. money. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, really, you're pulling people over for unpaid parking tickets? Come really? On. I mean, they're gonna, if they're obviously not paying, uh, they're, they're parking in places where they don't pay for the, uh, for the tickets. Why don't you just tow them when you find that? Do you really need to start hunting people down as they drive? Especially because you don't even know if they're the ones that parked. Could have been somebody else. If we're buying this, we're just, we're so stupid. We deserve what's coming next. All right, Jay Severn, coming up next if you're listening on The Blaze and uh, Blaze Radio. And we will uh, see you back here tomorrow. See you.